Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh Alhamdulillah Alhamdulillah Nahmaduhu wa nasta'inuhu wa nasta'afiruhu wa nukminu bihi wa natabakkaru alayhi wa na'udhu billahi min shuluhi al-husina wa min sayyati a'madina من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلله فلا هادي له ونشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد أن سيدنا ونبينا وحبيبنا ومولانا محمد عبده ورسوله صلى الله تبارك وتعالى عليه وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين أما بعد فأي عباد الله الله سبحانه وتعالى في كتابه العزيز الذين آمنوا وتطمئن قلوبهم بذكر الله ألا بذكر الله تطمئن القلوب وقال تعالى ألا إن أولياء الله لا خوف عليهم ولا هم يحزنون صدق الله العلي العظيم in the previous session, we went over, in the previous few sessions, we went over what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentioned, that Jannah is for that person whose heart is pure. And the greatest and the biggest corruption corruption in this Ummah right now is the fact that our hearts are corrupt. They are no longer attached to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, which makes our life very difficult. We have a lot of difficulty living our lives because our hearts are too dirty and there's a lot of impurity within our hearts. So the purpose of this series is to make an effort to purify our hearts. And we went over many hearts. But the heart that we want is Jannah is for that one who has Qalbi Salim. What is Qalbi Salim? Last week we went over, we went over 10 sifats, 10 qualities of a person who is considered as someone who has Kalbisari. Today we're going to go over the first attribute, which is called a sifatul ula mutmain. To an extent, this is the most important quality too. Because the greatest stress we have in this world is what? It's money. We're worried about money. A youngster cannot get married because he's worried about money. Family couples, the biggest fight they have is do they have enough money? We don't want children because we're worried how we, we're not going to have enough money. So the biggest stress, the greatest stress, that is why this dua of Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam is so beautiful. Allahumma la taj'al dunya akbarahum. Wala 
Oh Allah, don't make this dunya my number one concern. My stress, my anxiety, my depression, my worries, my concern, Ya Allah, don't make the number one thing this dunya, Ya Allah. Don't make the dunya, what I want, the knowledge that I want to earn is, a, is worldly knowledge. Don't make it that, Ya Do not allow someone to overpower me who does not have mercy. Don't let an oppressive person have power over me. It's a powerful dua. Because if our sustenance is our job, but then we have an oppressive boss over us, an oppressive manager, an oppressive leader over us, we won't feel so The number one concern is money. And we think the greatest solution, if we think the number one concern is money, then the greatest solution is money. That's what everyone feels. Somebody used to say in English, we say money doesn't buy happiness. And then these rich people who want to joke about it, they say, yeah, but it buys a nice car. It buys a big house. It buys an expensive phone. It buys you everything you want. Ask any rich person. Ask any wealthy person. Do they have it me now? Yeah, they might have solved one problem of this dunya, which is money then they might have problems in other things and other avenues. People are too jealous of them. Their wives you, you know, abuse how they spend their money. Or their wives or their family members do not respect them. Their children don't respect them. They mistreat them. Your friends and your colleagues, you don't know who's going to abuse you and wants just be spending you just because they want to take your money. So we want, we're, we're looking for a blissful and a happy and a sukoon, a, a tranquility, a life of tranquility and peace. And we're looking for all of it in money. That's our number one stress. We think that's the number one solution. So the most that's why I say this is one of the most important qualities of Kalbasari. Because when you don't have money, you don't have money, you still have itminan. Things aren't going great, you still have itminan. Your children aren't listening to you, you still have itminan. Your wife or your husband might be giving you difficulties, you still have itminan. Nothing is going your way, you still have itminan. The ones who believe, they have sukoon. They feel peace through the zikr of Allah. Allah, listen. Allah. Allah in Arabic. Please pay attention about what I'm about to say right now. So Allah is not just saying it. He's not just saying He's stopping for a second. He's saying, Allah, listen. Behold. Allah. So it's being repeated. Allah already said it. But see, now when you go at a speed, a good speaker repeats important statements. So what is Allah doing? So what is this? You, those who believe, they will find the contentment of the heart through the zikr of Allah. So Allah already said it. But maybe you missed it. So Allah is saying, Allah, listen again. I just said something. Did you hear what I just said? Allah, bidikrillahi tatmaillun kulub. The contentment of the heart is not found in money. It's not found in wealth. It's not found in fame. It's not found in power. Allah said, Allah, listen, I just said it. Allah, bidikrillahi tatmaillun kulub. To the zikr of Allah, you will find the contentment of the heart. So, itminan means. To be content in peace. This is a level, this itminan level is a level above Iman. 
Right? Okay, those who believe. And over and over you find in the Quran, So is mentioned in this verse too. But Allah is telling you a darja, a rank above Alladina Amanu. Alladina Amanu, then what did my Nukulubikrina? So there is a rank above Alladina Amanu. What is that? Those who have Idminah. So this is a level above normal Iman. Right? It's one thing to just believe. And another thing to be content and happy with your beliefs and everything regarding your religion. It's a whole different ballgame. It's a whole different concept. Okay, I believe in Allah. Okay. I believe that this person is in charge. I believe Muthi Samir is in charge. You know, my heart's not content. I'm not happy with it. I'm not happy with them in charge. So we believe, but we're not happy. Why does Allah have so much power? Why do we have to follow the Sunnah of the Prophet? I believe, but why? Why, do, why is it so strict? I believe, but why? Why is Islam so strict? Why are there so many rules and regulations? I believe, but why? Believing and then feeling happy and content with whatever happens is a level above belief. And Allah mentions it. The Prophet mentioned it in Sahih Muslim. Man radiya billahi rabba. Why is Allah mentioning this? He's mentioned, the Prophet is mentioning this to the believers. He's telling this to the Sahaba. They already believe. But Allah is saying, your belief is not enough. Then, the Prophet Whosoever is happy and content with Allah as their Lord, and Islam as their religion, Islam as their way of life, I'm so happy I'm Muslim. Man, Islam is amazing. I pride, proudly show everyone that I'm a Muslim. Wabil Islam I'm happy with Islam as my religion. Wabi Muhammadun Rasulah, and I'm happy as Muhammad as my messenger. He's my leader. I'm so lucky. I'm so happy that Muhammad is my leader. What an amazing leader. Wabi Muhammadun Rasulah. What is Allah saying? What is Prophet saying? Whosoever is happy with Allah as his Lord, and Islam as his way of life and religion, and Muhammad as his messenger, wajabat lahul jannah. Jannah is wajib for that person. Jannah is compulsory for that person. That person is guaranteed jannah. So one is to believe, it's another to be happy. In accordance to that belief, I'm happy with this situation. I'm happy with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala deciding the rules and regulations and my lead and my guidance. Allah says in the Quran, "Who is the one who brought the sickness in the hearts of the believers to increase their faith Allah says He's the one who sends out sickness. He's the one who sends out this feeling of tranquility and peace and comfort to the hearts of the believers. So that their iman may be increased upon iman. So their iman may be increased upon iman. Their belief may be increased upon iman." What is Allah saying? You want sakina? Everyone wants sakina. Who doesn't want peace? A peaceful feeling. Ask any human being on the face of this earth. What do they want? They want sukoon. We want sukoon. We want peace. We want comfort. We want content. We want to be happy. Allah is telling us how to be happy. Allah is telling us how to be happy. You want to be happy? I'm going to send down Sakina upon you. 
والذي انزل السكينه في قلوب الله يبقى منشد انت نسال الله سكينه تو يور سكينه تو يور هارت انزل السكينه في قلوب المؤمنين and when i send down this sakina to you it will increase your iman meaning your love for allah his messenger and the deen will increase you're going to love iman more you're going to love islam more you're going to love allah and his messenger sallallahu alaihi wasallam more why is that important because when you love allah more and you love and you increase of your love increases for allah your love increases for islam your love increases for the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam the more content you feel the more happy you feel the more shukun you feel the more peaceful and tranquil feeling of tranquility you will feel. There are five ways, and there's many ways, but I'm going to mention five ways that will help you get itminan in our iman, in our hearts. Number one, tafakkur fi khalqillah. And this is actually the easiest one too. Because we can do it 24-7. Tafakkur fi khalqillah. And the Prophet said, every morning he did this. Every morning, when the Prophet said, woke up, what was the first thing he said? The last ruku of Surah Ali Imran. Inna fi khalq al-samawati wal-ard, wa khtilaf al-layli wal-nahari la ayatin li'ulil al-ba. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, this is what the Prophet recited every morning when he woke up at the Hajjad prayers. The last ruku of Surah Ali Imran, starting from this part. In the creation of the heavens and the earth and the alternation of the day and night, the days and night changing. In it are signs. In the creation of Allah and the changing of the day and the night, in it are signs for those who have understanding. Those who have understanding. That Allah tells you who are those people who have understanding. Al-Ladina. So who's Ulul Al-Ba? Al-Ladina. Yadkuruna Allah Qiyama wa Qurunahu wa ala junubina. Wa yatafakkaruna fi khatq al-samawatiwa. They are the ones who remember Allah standing. They are the ones who remember Allah sitting. They are the ones who remember Allah while laying down on their side. Wa yatafakkaruna fi khatq al-samawatiwa. And they do tafakkar fi khatq al-samawat. They ponder upon the creation of Allah and they say, Rabbana ma khala. Oh Allah, you did not create this dunya in vain. You did not create it useless. That's what tafakkar fi khalqillah is. And everything that we see, it reminds you of our Allah. That's what tafakkar is. Tafakkar to ponder. Fikr. We hear the word fikr all the time. So tafakkar means to have a deep, deep concern. Tafakkar fi khalqillah. Ponder upon the creation of Allah. Everything that you see should lead you back to Allah. I'll give you the easy way to remember this. Every day we recite Surah Al-Fatiha. Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen. Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen. All praise belongs to the one who is the Lord of the universe. Al-Alameen comes from the word in Arabic, Al-Alam. Alam, Alam means a sign. An Alam, like a flag. A flag is a sign of so-and-so country. Or a stop sign is a sign to stop. Alam means a sign. Alam means a world, a universe. Alamin is the plural word of that. The plural form of that. Alamin, so worlds or universes. So he's the Lord of the universes. Alamin, the word, 
which means universes, comes from the word alam, which means a sign. Sign to point something, to indicate towards something. So Allah is saying in the first verse of Surah Al-Fatiha, He is the Lord of the universes and the universe, everything is a sign back to He's the caretaker of everything. And everything should take you back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You can remember that just by Surah Al-Fatiha, the first verse. Everything we see should remind us of the greatness of Allah. Why is this important? Because when we know about the greatness of Allah and everything reminds you about the greatness of Allah, then we have sukun because we believe in that great being. So when you do tafakkur fi khalqillah, you feel sukun. I'm going through the worst of difficulties, it's okay. This thing that you said in front of me reminds me of everything about Allah. سَنُرِيْهُمْ آيَاتِنَا فِي الْآفَاقِ وَفِيَ عِنْفُسِهِمْ حَتَّى يَتَبَيَّنَ لَهُمْ أَنَّهُ الْحَقِّ Allah says in the Quran. سَنُرِيْهُمْ آيَاتِنَا I will show them my signs on the horizons. I will show them my signs in this entire universe. Allah says more than that. I will show them my signs within themselves. What is Allah telling us? Okay, you're blind, you can't see. Okay, you can't hear. All you have to do is look within yourself. You don't have to look at anything else. Just think about your body. Allah says, I'm going to show you my signs within your body. Look at how your blood flows. Look at how you're breathing. Look at how Allah has created your body. You can still walk, you can still talk. How magnificent and amazing your body is. It's so amazing. We can't even make a clone of it. We can't even make a clone of human beings. But we can do it. Allah is the one who put the ruh in there, who's the one who put the soul in there. And when that soul is gone, and his soul shall taste death. So Allah said, everything is a sign back to me. Even look at within yourself. Keep looking at it. Keep doing tafakkur until Keep looking at these signs. Keep doing tafakkur. Keep doing tafakkur. Keep looking at your body. Keep looking at everything. It should remind you of Allah. Until it makes it clear to you that Allah is haqq. That Allah is true, that Allah is everything. And until everything does not prove to you, does not make your body feel that Allah is everything, continue. <laughs> He said, How strange. How can you disobey Allah? And how can you deny the existence of Allah when everything is assigned back to Allah? How can you disobey Allah? And how can you deny and reject the existence of Allah? When everything is a sign back to Allah. And everything, it is a sign that everything is a sign back to the fact that Allah is Wahid, that Allah is alone. 
في كل تحريكة for Allah and every moving thing تحريكة حركات كم يصير حركات ولله في كل تحريكة in every moving object in every animate object وتسكينة in every object that is still in an inanimate object in everything is a sign is a witness back to Allah and everything shows you that Allah is present. So when everything we see reminds of Allah, it strengthens our belief in Him and it is a form of zikr. It is a form of zikr. Even Ibrahim والسلام, he asked Allah if he could see Allah revive the dead. When Allah asked him, don't you believe? He said, قَالَ بَلَى to give my heart sukoon, I just want to see it. Meaning, even Ibrahim والسلام, had to do tafakkur fi khalqillah to get itminan fi khalq. So, the first category to attain itminan is to do tafakkur fi khalq. And number two is the one Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentioned over and over in the Quran. ومن أعرض عن ذكري. see what is this verse we said over and over. الذين آمنوا وتطمئن قلوبهم لذكر الله ألا بذكر الله تطمئن القلوب. we will find the contentment of the heart through the zikr of Allah. then Allah mentions in another verse. ومن أعرض عن ذكري. فإن له معيشة ذنك ونحشره يوم القيامة أعمى. okay what happens to the person who turns away from my zikr? The Qari Shah was reciting the Quran, the Imam Shah was giving bayan. I don't feel like listening to this. I'm going to turn away from it. Whosoever turns away from my zikr, you had an opportunity to do the zikr of Allah. For him in this dunya will be dhanka. Dhanka, very tight. Everything just feels so tight. You know, when you feel like the whole world is against you, the yuk. It's very tight. I just feel like everything is going wrong. Allah says, "Woman, أَعْرَضَ أَنْ ذِكْرِي فَإِنَّ لَهُ مَعِيشَةً دَلْكَ وَنَحْشُرُهُ يَوْمَ الْقِيَامَةِ أَعْمَى." Allah says, "In this dunya, he will feel tight. It doesn't matter if he's rich. It doesn't matter if he's famous. It doesn't matter if he has power. It doesn't matter if he has all the worldly things. Allah says, I'm going to make him feel some tightness. He's, he's always going to feel anxious. He's not going to be happy." He's going to be playing games. He's going to be pretending to be happy. He's going to be putting on a fake smile. He's going to be acting. But the reality is he's not happy. And on the day of resurrection, I will raise him blind. And they will ask, Ya Allah, in this dunya I can see. Why did you make me blind? Allah will respond, You forgot about me in this dunya. And today you will be forgotten. You forgot, you turned away from my remembrance, right? You don't want to remember me, right? Okay, so today I'm going to forget you. So the second thing was to do the dhikr of Allah. Number three, truthfulness. The Prophet said, Allah, the Prophet said, truth, speaking the truth, will give you sukoon. And telling a lie will always put doubts in your mind. Look how bad a lie is. 
someone comes and asks you, where were you last night? And you lie. And every time someone brings up that night, you will have to continue that night. And if you say, oh, I went there, then that person will say, well, I was there too. I didn't see you. Oh, what time were you there? I was there at 9. Oh, no, I went at 8.50. I went before you. My friend said he was at 8.50. He didn't see you. Oh, maybe I looked at the wrong time. It wasn't 8.50. It was 7.50. Are you sure? Because I checked the cameras. I didn't see your car there. Oh, no. I, I, you know, I think I parked my car. The lie will never end. It will, if you speak the truth, yes, if you did something wrong, you might have to suffer the consequence for that moment. But you never have to. You, you always tell the truth. You never have to lie again. The faster you can accept the truth, the faster you can admit the truth, no matter what you've done. In my own personal life, I can give you the truth. And any mistake that I made, the longer I continue the lie, the more I suffer. At the end, I have to say the truth anyways. And then I got support. Yes, maybe my teachers got upset with me. Maybe my colleagues, my friends, my, you know, my people that were around me got upset with me. The truth is enough. And I embraced the truth. So the, the Prophet said, whoever speaks the truth, you will feel peace. And whosoever lies, you will keep feeling, keep feeling lies. You will keep feeding the lies. Look at the story of Kaab ibn Malik radiallahu ta'ala. The battle of Tabuk. Kaab ibn Malik radiallahu ta'ala didn't attend the battle. The Prophet came back. And he asked everyone who didn't attend the battle, يَأْتَذِرُونَ إِلَيْكُمْ إِلَىٰ رَجَعْتُمْ إِلَيْكُمْ Allah mentions this in the Quran. يَأْتَذِرُونَ إِلَيْكُمْ And they presented all of these excuses to you. O Muhammad, tell the munafiqun. لا تَعْتَذِرُونَ Don't present any excuses. Do whatever you want. You're going to give me all these lights? I don't want you. Kaabim al-Malik radiyallahu ta'ala bin al-Namdi hadith on al-Riyadu al-Salihin in other books of our hadith. Kaabim al-Malik radiyallahu ta'ala says he said I was a very eloquent speaker. I could have came up with an amazing lie. And I, you know, when I was getting closer to the Prophet and my turn was coming, I was thinking about these lies. I was thinking about what to do. I was thinking about how I should present it. I could have came up with many excuses. And as I got closer to the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, you know what, I'm just going to tell them the truth. Kaab al-Malik radiallahu told the truth. And the Prophet said, okay. I don't know what I'm going to do with you. Allah is going to answer. So for now, leave you. And Allah revealed. Okay. Prophet told them, Kaab al-Malik and two other people. And he told them, he told everyone, don't talk to Kaab ibn Malik radiallahu For 40 to 50 days, don't talk to Kaab ibn Malik radiallahu Don't talk to him, don't spend time with him, don't do anything with him. To the extent he told Kaab ibn Malik radiallahu to separate from your wife. Kaab ibn Malik radiallahu said, do I divorce him? He said, no, don't talk to him. Told the wife. Imagine that. All because he told the truth. He could have told a lie. But Kaabul Malik told the truth. Now during that time, people tried to come to him. You know, we're from, we're the kings of Ghassan, we're the kings of that place. You know, these people, they're not treating you right. You deserve better than this. Come, we'll give you a safe space. 
I did something wrong. And if I had to suffer for, for, for these days, it's okay. And he suffered. He suffered. He cried. But he embraced the truth. It was so beloved to Allah. The mistake that Governor Malik no human being on the face of this earth that is alive right now can make a mistake similar to Kabir Mamalik Why? Because he did it in the company of the Prophet. There is nothing greater and worse than disobeying the Messenger of Allah. So Kabir Mamalik to an extent committed the worst of sins. Sahaba were human beings, they committed sins. He made the greatest mistake. But he told the truth. It was so beloved to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that Allah mentions their forgiveness in the Quran that those three who remained behind the barrel of Tabuk until the earth was tightening upon them. Allah says, I have forgiven them. What an honor. What an honor. The forgiveness of Aqab ibn Malik and the other two companions is mentioned in the Quran. Why? Because they told the truth. So yes, when you speak the truth, it might get a little bit difficult at that time. But it will eventually give you sukun. That is the tariqah of Abu So always speak the truth. So number one was the fakr fi Number two is to do the dhikr of Allah. Number three is speaking the truth. Number four, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, قُلْ هَلْ يَسْتَوَ الَّذِينَ يَعْلَمُونَ وَالَّذِينَ لَا يَعْلَمُونَ Can the one who knows and the one who does not know, can they be equal? إِنَّمَا يَتَذَكَّرُونَ الْأَلْفَابِ It's another form of zikr, learning more about Islam. Make an effort to learn more about Islam, learn more about the Quran. Listen to some tafasir, read some books of ahadith, make an effort to learn more about Quran, and the more we learn about Islam, the more we fall in love with it. Imam Muhammad says, See, Imam Muhammad will spend the entire night studying. One time, Imam Shafi, he was a student of Imam Muhammad. Imam Muhammad is the, the khas for the close student of Imam Abu Hanifa. So Imam Abu Hanifa Allah, had made two main students, Imam Abu Yusuf and Imam Muhammad. And Imam Muhammad was the teacher of Imam Shafi. So Imam Shafi he spent the night and his teacher said, Imam Muhammad. Imam Shafi is in his room. Imam Muhammad is in his room. And Imam Shafi would stare at the room of Imam Muhammad occasionally. And from a distance, Imam Shafi would notice that Imam Muhammad is moving to his right, he's moving to his left. Meaning, Imam Muhammad went to sleep. And Imam Shafi spent the entire night, he spent the entire night praying the Hajjah. So the next day he asked his teacher, Oh Muhammad, I'm your student. I spent the entire night praying Tawajjah and you spent the entire night sleeping. I saw you, you're moving to your right and you're moving to your left. Imam Muhammad responds. He says, first of all, as a believer, you're supposed to have Hushnazam. 
suppose I have good assumptions, not bad assumptions. I wasn't sleeping. I was surrounded by my books. When I would, when I would, I on my right side, I had some books of fiqh. So I would read those books of fiqh. When I got too tired and was dozing off reading books of fiqh, I would turn to my left and I would read books of hadith. When I would get tired of the books of hadith, I would turn back to my right and I would read maybe some poetry. And if I read some poetry, and if I got tired from that, I would turn back to my left and I would read books of tafsir. And then I would turn back to my right and I would keep reading the books. And the entire night I spent reading books. Imam Shafi, you prayed the Hajjah the entire night, it only benefited you. I spent the entire night studying, and what I write down, and the books that I write down, will benefit those people who aren't even alive today. And he used to say, when he was looking up a masla, he was think deep. He would go to the marketplaces. He was always curious. He would always be like, okay, what if this happened? What if that happened? What would be the answer? He would look for answers. And when he would find the answer, he would say, Where are the children of the kings? From this delightful, from this tasty, from this thing that makes you feel so good that it's better than eating dessert. And students of knowledge can tell you. When we're looking up a masjid, someone's asking me a fatwa. I don't know the answer. And I'm spending hours studying and looking for that answer. When you finally find that answer, the feeling you get, you can't explain it. So the more you study, the more you're like, oh my God, it's so amazing. That's what Allah was saying. Wow, I feel like this is the first time I'm hearing this. It's so beautiful. I've read Quran over and over. Every mufassir, every teacher of tafsir will tell you. They will tell you, I've taught tafsir for 10 years, 15 years, 20 years. They will tell you every year I learned something new. So number four, start learning more. And the example we can get. If an example of learning more that increases our love. Example of a loving person after getting to know them more. And once you love them more, and once you love them, you're content with them. You know what? I heard your speeches. I heard so much about you. Now you spend time with them. Wow, I'm amazed. I'm sitting in your company. And your love for them increases slowly, slowly, and now you feel even more content. And the last one is number five is to be content with the decree of is to be content with the decree of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Abdullah ibn Abbas he says, Kuntu radifan Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. One day, Abdullah ibn Abbas he says, I was on the back, radif, to ride on the back for a lucky person. He was on the back of a camel. He was on the camel on the back of a Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa Oh my child. I'm going to teach you some karibat, some words. Don't forget them. Protect Allah, Allah will protect you. Protect Allah, Allah will protect you. When you ask, when you ask, ask Allah. When you ask for help, when you ask for help, seek Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. وَعْلَمْ أَنَّ الْأُمَّةِ If the entire ummah got together to benefit you, they will not be able to benefit you if Allah didn't write it down. And if the entire ummah, and if the entire ummah got together to cause you any harm, they won't They won't be able to cause you any harm if Allah didn't write it down. The pens have been lifted 
and the papers have dried up. What is going to happen has already been decided. You can tell Talking with this Imam Shafi, he said so beautifully. He writes in his Diwan al-Shafi, Imam al-Shafi, as a book of poetry, a book of poems. And the first poem in this book is this one. Let the days go. Let them do whatever they're doing. Let the days go. Let them do whatever they're doing. Feel happy. Feel content with whatever Allah has decreed. With whatever Allah has decided, be happy. Don't let these, these umurs, these difficulties, these small calamities bother you. Don't let them make, make them over-worry you. Don't be so worried about them with these in Urdu we say accident took place. So don't let the, the nights or the, the, the difficulties of the days or the accidents or the things that didn't go your way, don't let them bother you. For the hawadis of this dunya, the difficulties of this dunya, the difficulties of these calamities, they are not everlasting. They are all going to end. Everyone that's sitting here, we've gone through some difficulties. We've gone through something in our life. We've gone through a difficult time. We don't remain in them. They're gone. Eventually, they go away. The hawadis of this dunya, the difficulties and the calamities and whatever we go through in this dunya, they will not remain. These five things, inshallah, will give us a heart that is content. And it minan heart, a sukooning heart, a peaceful and a content heart. There are five things. Tafakkur fi khalqillah, ponder upon the creation of Allah, dhikrillah, the zikr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, being truthful, number four, learning more about Islam, and number five, being content with the decree of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us all a content heart. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant a heart that is filled with the zikr and the nur of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Jazakumullah khairan. Yes, this live will be saved.